That's their dream, but we have our dreams. Let's make our dreams come true. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the That's Their Dream podcast. I got a special guest joining me who is the one and only Coach Jackie. Thank you, Jackie, for joining me today. Yay. Thank you so much for having me, Cindy. I'm excited to be here and to be a part of your podcast. So thank you for welcoming me. Yes, thank you so much. Well, I just want to begin with you introducing yourself um, to the listeners and then just telling them a little bit about what you do. All right. So hello, everyone. My name is Coach Jackie, and I am the owner of The Prestigious Professional. Um, We are a community-based professional development firm that provides cultural competence and justice-oriented career, business, and employment services to BIOPOC students, job seekers, career professionals, and entrepreneurs. Um, A lot of our work is centered around um, combating social justice issues in the community. So we fight um, unemployment, racial discrimination, racial inequality, economic security, and wealth inequality in the work that we do. We help individuals of color, so BIOPOC, Black, Indigenous, and people of color, with being able to obtain meaningful careers while building towards generational wealth. And we work with organizations to help them with hiring, training, and retaining qualified BIOPOC career professionals for their career opportunities. So we do a lot of things in between as far as being the bridge between our community um, with individuals and organizations um, here in Minnesota. Wow, that that's amazing. That's a lot that you do. And I love what you're doing and um, just, you know, working with different companies, you said, to just bring the BIOPOC community into um, the workplace. So that's, that's like amazing because a lot of you know, places and companies, they don't really have people of color there. And, um, you know, they're trying to figure out what they can do. And I like that you are, you know, out there helping. Um, and I know before you even started this company and your business, you were working like a whole year before just trying to figure it out. Um, and then you started your LLC. So what were you doing during that year to prepare? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. Um, Let me take myself back to the beginning of the pandemic, like 2020. uh, 2020. I was working for a social service agency um, here in in Mendota Heights, Minnesota, as an employment counselor, where I was leading three employment assistant programs um, in partnership with them in Dakota County. And I was serving the population of individuals that had severe mental and physical disabilities, um, leading them with finding competitive employment in the community. Then I went on to do re-entry, so helping offenders that was getting off of probation or getting on probation and parole, um, we're helping them find trades and apprenticeships. And then I served the homeless population with helping them get stabilized in the community with finding um, competitive employment as well. And so um, in this role, I really just found my intrinsic value and I 
really started pursuing my passion. So like I went back to school and I got my degree in social work and I became a certified human service assistant. So I really started aligning myself with my career. Previously in my past, I had had several jobs that I really didn't care nothing about. Like I was just working them because I knew I had to keep a roof over me and my daughter's head, but I didn't really have any purpose. So when I got this new career opportunity in the year 2018, like I really just gave it my all. And so I started um, really doing my research like about my agency, um, how things were operating as far as um, how they were getting their clients and um, you know, what were the loops, the secret information that really wasn't on display? I started um, figuring that out. And so I pretty much decided that once I went back to school to get my degree, I wasn't going to work for anyone anymore. I was going to open up an organization where I could specialize in serving people of color in the workforce with helping them be become more job marketable and um, scaling their skills and doing all of these great things that I do so that we can be in a better opportunity, be in a better position to find opportunities that will help us build generational wealth and have a purposeful life and career and have that financial freedom. And so I really just started doing my research and um, deciding that I was just gonna be just as great as the company I was working for. Wow. Yeah, you learned a lot, it seems, from the job that you had previously. Um, so you were able to take in all that information and figure out how you can apply that into your organization that you now have. Um, so, I mean, that is that's amazing to be able to, you know, not only just work the job, but also learn how this job or the, how the company is operating so you can be your own boss. And I love that's what you did. That's what you um, took out of it and made out of it. Yes, absolutely. And like, you know, I really feel like it wasn't really just me along. I really feel like along the way as I was gaining experience in this field, because your experience is really important to your professional growth and development. So mm -hmm. every person that I had worked with as far as my client, um, clients, organizations that I partnered with to get my clients jobs and um, nonprofits that I volunteered at, like all of those experiences that I had as an employment counselor contributed to my purpose of wanting to move forward with this, developing my organization. And so when it came time for me to be able to uh, apply to get a contract with the state, they really cared about references. And I had letters of recommendations from a lot of organizations that I had volunteered with or companies I had partnered with in the community. So I had the reputation and the credibility. And it was just great to know that I had people in the community that supported my goals and was able to vouch for me. Yeah, I mean, that's good that you had the support from the community and had organizations and businesses that were backing you up. Um, so like was working this job, how do you know that you were ready to be a full-time entrepreneur? Because I've felt that there was a need um, when as I was serving individuals in the community I understood that the individuals I served some of them were on a caddy waiver service 
which means that technically there had to be some type of um, physical or mental disability. There was some type of barrier, you know, mm -hmm. there. Um, so I knew that. And I wanted to really center myself in a community where I can provide my expertise to more BIPOC professionals, um, BIPOC job seekers and students. I just felt that the information and my skill set and the things that I had did in my role was so critical that I needed to place myself in a community where people of color could have access to me. And that opened a lot of doors for me when I did that. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you were able to make that transition and, you know, become a full-time entrepreneur because I know it's hard to, you know, do that. A lot of people get scared to, you know, just say, you know, I am done. I'm done working for someone and you were able to do that. Um, so do you have like a coach or mentor or someone that you just like look up to with their business that helps guide you? Um, that's a great question. First, I must say is start with self-educating yourself. So before I had the prestigious professional, I had a e-commerce store called Gorgeously Boutique, and it was a mommy and me matching apparel store. Mm. And I uh, went through a business cohort and got certified as a small business essential um trainer and so I gathered all of the information that I need on how to run a business and all of these great things and um I was using this information also to take my clients that wanted to start businesses because not everybody wanted to get a job or a career so I actually had clients that wanted to start a business and I would go out to these starting business workshop and networking events and get as much information as I could and that allowed for me to be able to um, come to the place of starting my own business, but it started with me getting the education first. So I knew I needed to really understand more about business, mm -hmm. how to write a business plan, equip myself with the right knowledge. And once I was able to do that, then I transitioned into okay, like I'm starting my business online, right? But I'm still working my full-time job. And so that's what I did. I did have my business on the side as I worked as a full-time employment counselor, but it made so much sense because my business already aligned with the type of work I was doing. So there wasn't a conflict of interest. Everything was transitioning so smoothly for me, right? Mm -hmm. And um. Once I was able to make the decision to become a full-time entrepreneurship, I had, um, I had to, it was really when I was working, where I was working and I had to do my internship for school. And so I had to let my job go. I made a decision that I'm leaving my job. I'm going to focus on getting my education and I'm going to work my business. So that's what I did. And then so within the first six months of my business, I didn't really make any sales. Like I didn't really have a lot of customers coming in and I had to figure out where was I going to get these customers from. Um, so I pretty much started promoting my online services, resume writing, interview preparation, um, 
cover letters, interest letter, job application assistant to reach people that needed help with getting in better careers. And that actually worked out for me because I end up working with career professionals all over the country in different states and different career titles. So it was a that was a valuable experience in itself, just meeting, you know, all of these different people of color and different career professionals that was pretty much having the same problem that I was having in my job where I felt like I was not valued. Um, I was not given the opportunity to move up. So, you know, I'm dealing with people that's just like me that was that I was once in their shoes and I here I am helping them strategize their career plans and giving them tips on things that they can do to put themselves in a better position of being um more confident and powerful in the workforce and you know that led me to being able to get in the position of taking on my business full force full time and after I received my contract with the state of Minnesota, I pretty, pretty much have not looked back. Wow. Congrats. That's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so like I turned it on its head. I end up having the government work for me instead of me working for them leading programs. Now they hire me for their services. And so I'm so excited that I was able to make that full circle. Oh, wow. That is exciting. That is amazing to hear that. So during this time, is that when you created your um, Facebook group, the Minnesota Career Professionals Group? Um, yes. So yeah, I've always had, uh, I think my group probably been open for like a year and a half now. And I started sharing resources because I'm a community partner. So even when, as an employment counselor, right, mm-hmm. I was on all of these different community partner email lists. So I kept my contacts with people and I kept those resources coming into me so that I can share that information with the community. So when I get information about new career pathway program, trades, positions, you know, all of these different things, job fairs, resource fairs, I can share it over to the community. But also I have the one, the direct contact of the corporations that's hosting these, these events. So if people have questions or anything, I can be the source. I can go right to them and get the information they need um, and give it to the people. No, that, that's great because you do put really good information out there. And I always look at it and I'm like, okay, this is amazing that you're sharing this with other people. And I'm just hoping people are just taking it in and just using all this information because what you put in there is very helpful. Yes. Um, I want to follow up too with your question about having a business coach. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I have a business coach. She has been here with me since day one. Her name is Lissa Jones. She is one of the amazing Minnesota um, KMOJ um, radio host personality. She do Urban Agenda every evening. She is an activist. She's an author. She's a coach, culture coach. And um, I am really thankful to have had her on this journey with me because she has really um, helped me along this process as far as prioritizing my goals and helping me stay on track and just being that extra support that I think all of us need as entrepreneurs when we're first starting out. Yeah. And it's good to have someone that 
you can count on, but that's knowledgeable in this field. And she's just a wealth of knowledge. Like she's, she's a sister. I just love having her as a coach and um, she has been with me every step of the way. And I encourage every entrepreneur to get a coach because a lot of things about this journey is the things that you don't know, right? And it's mm. so scary that it's like, you want to have somebody to go to, to ask questions to, and um, someone that's resourceful that can help you do the research and look up information and help you be accountable. All of those things matter and it trains you to be a better boss, to be more productive and how to be just executional when it comes to getting things done in your business. Yeah, something I learned is that even coaches need coaches. So like no one's ever too good to not have a coach. Like you can always learn something and, you know, take away something and use that with your business because no one has all the answers. So why not have someone where they can be resourceful and give you val valuable information and you guys can bounce things off of each other and you can release the pain or whatever you're going through with your business and have them, you know, be that right hand for you. Yes. Yes. Very valuable. Yeah. So like, I know that you said that you work with businesses and stuff like that, but you also work with individuals and what is the process to work with you? Um, normally, it's really just booking a consultation by visiting my website, www.theprestigiousprofessional.com. You want to select Talk with Coach Jackie. Um, we can set up a consultation to discuss, you know, if you need support in something that's career related or if it's something business related, just feel free. There's also a comment section where you can kind of like leave a comment as to why you want to set up the consultation so I could be prepared. Um, but that's the best way to reach me or by email. Okay, perfect. So yeah, so then you do work with individuals as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, as far as individuals, I would say, yes, you know, veterans, people that's disabled, individuals with criminal background, job seekers, college students, career professionals, and entrepreneurs. Okay. Okay. Well, you heard it here. Um, so yeah, definitely book your consultation if you're looking for any career help or, you know, anything with your business, as Coach Jackie said. Um, so I know something that you mentioned earlier was about, you know, the first six months, it was a little rough, you know, you had no sales and stuff like that, but what do you do that you were able to market your business? And now that you, I know I saw a post today that you're able to work with now 55 different businesses. So, um, how did that happen? How did you go about that? Um, I really, when I wasn't getting no customers, I spent time strategizing for marketing. I, you know, I started getting out more. I started networking. I started getting on podcasts. I started speaking to more people, just making myself more visible. Mm -hmm. And once I was able to make myself visible, I started branding myself. So like I went and did a whole photo shoot. I made a little commercial, you know, I, I put myself out there and I was able to attract the right people, the right customers. And one day I did this offer to write resumes 
and um, it was like a $75 offer and I was like promoting it everywhere. And it turned out to be such a big deal that I literally had to stop taking people. I had so many. <laughs> That's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, I had so many people wow. um, wanting to get their resume written. And at the time I had hired two of my nieces into my business to come on with me as my assistant and help me with writing resumes. So it was going good, but you know, it was very time consuming. And we had like, with that offer, we literally got like over 30 clients for resumes right then and there. And I think that that was probably month five going into six when that happened. And so that turned into a lot of repeated customers because we had people that was coming back that wanted their resume done or they wanted career coaching or they wanted help filling out an application and they were referring other people. So it just started to add up. Wow. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That's really good. That's amazing, you know, that things were able to just like take off. Um, so congrats to that. Absolutely. You just gotta, you can't be scared to put yourself out there. Like even now, I know that there's levels to marketing and what mm -hmm. I did six months ago, that was just scratching the surface. <laughs> I would say like now, you know, you have to be on trend with the TikToks. You have to be on trend with making nice visuals that's compelling to people and persuasive. So you got to go to the next level with your marketing and hopefully, you know, make a commercial and do all of these other things that it takes to get your business in front of your target audience. Yeah, definitely. You have to be more strategic now. There's so much going on with social media and that's where everyone is. So you pretty much have to keep up with the trends, keep up with what's going on, making those reels, making those TikToks, which can also take up time as well. So um, I, I totally understand that. So <laughs> that's me. I'm like always trying to figure out what's a new trend, what's going on here, what's going on there. Um, so yeah, like, I, huh? I haven't even got onto the TikTok bandwagon yet or the Instagram wheels, but I'm coming for you. I'm coming, coming. for you. <laughs> And, yes. you know, just be confident in what you're doing, because, you know, when we first started now, everything is not going to be perfect. So mm -hmm. I want you guys to know, like, do not beat yourself up over not producing the best content. It will come with time. Yeah. But one key tip I do want to give away, though, mm -hmm. is not to always be so salesy to your audience. Like, don't always try to sell them stuff try to be informative and give them like gems of information that they're craving to know. Mm -hmm. Yep. Be personable. Yes. Um, and also just don't be afraid to just start. I mean, like you said, you're not going to be perfect. It's not going to be maybe the best, you know, picture or best video and stuff like that. But as time goes, like you said, it will get better and better. You just got to start and just post that first video that you're scared to post or post that that picture um professional picture whatever picture that you have um for your product or you know service and just do it and then from there you'll get better and learn what people like and what people don't like and give them that valuable information that they can take away and learn from and be like you know what coach Jackie told me this or Sydney told me this you know um so yeah I totally agree with that so um 
wanted you to share what is one thing you wish you learned about financial literacy in high school? Oh my God, this is such a great question. <laughs> Where do I start? I mean, I wish I could have learned more about how to save money, budgeting, and investing. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, a lot of people say those same things as well, especially with investing. Like, it would be super amazing if they can start, you know, even implementing these, you know, classes and stuff about different types of investing and also just, you know, how to manage your money and stuff like that. Because at a younger age, it's like you get money and you're super excited and spend it, you know? So it's like, why can't they start educating so they can be able to help these younger ones be able to get farther ahead in the future? And that's why I created That's Their Dream is to be able to get into these schools and educate the youth out there on financial literacy so they can be able to take all this knowledge and you know, make, make use of it and be able to apply it into their lives. So I totally um, am with you with those three things that you listed there. So what is something you learned about money as an adult or are still learning about your money as an adult? I got a bad spending problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, let me see. I really believe that now with money, it's important to invest in the things that you don't know. Because every day, time is ticking, we're getting older, and I just feel like we need to be spending time on things that we are really building for ourselves and really giving our all to so that we can teach our children and the generation to come in the community on how to be, you know, more productive and be able to um, build more legacies and build generational wealth and actually teaching this in their homes, you know, not just entrepreneurship and financial literacy, but also just teaching people how to be purposeful, you know, in mm -hmm. everything that they do and having a true meaning behind that. So like, if you are spending money, like, what are you spending money for? Yeah. What is your purpose? Yeah. What, like, are, what, are, you what are your intentions? For? <laughs> yeah. And you was just saying, you know, how as kids they get so excited they have money and they get to spend it that's adults too we do that too we yeah. get a little <laughs> bit of money and we're like girl we going out for drinks let's go shopping let's go do this and you know it's but it's a psychological thing that's what I know and I believe that if it's something we're willing to give our all into and focus on being better financially every day will more than likely consume the habit of being a better spender. Yes, I like that. I like that you shared about, you know, purpose as well, because that is important too. What is your purpose in saving? What are you budgeting for? What are your intentions with your money and stuff like that? Um, and also, are you helping others who are in need? You know, there, there's so much, there's so many components that go into, you know, your finances. And, you know, I just like that you were able to, you know, bring that out and just like speak a little bit on it so thank you so much 
Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, these are very important conversations. So I'm glad to be able to share this space with you um, and just know that the work you are doing is absolutely amazing. And so many children is going to benefit from the information and resources and workshops and events that you bring to them. So continue to make your impact and shine your light and the financial um, literacy industry because we need you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And thank you so much for being on my podcast. My pleasure. I just want to say that I appreciate you guys for tuning in. So please share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you.